training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Good evening, Rattler Nation. Uh, you are watching a live episode of the ONG Strike Zone. I'm Brian Fulford. That's Kelvin Rozier, soon to be joined by Marcus Green. And it's a pleasure to be on with you on this beautiful Wednesday night in the middle of the week as we are heading towards what, I, Kelvin, we're going to call a super holiday weekend. We got Father's Day coming up, Juneteenth. Uh, so, uh it's a good holiday, good holiday weekend upcoming here. Uh, we celebrate dads and we celebrate freedom. So <laughs> doesn't get any better than that. Kelvin, how you doing tonight? Kelvin, are you there? I'm not sure. Are you there? Let's see. Well, I, I know he 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 was uh he was uh he he was good pre-show. Let's see if we got him now. As Kelvin uh, is getting himself together. I'm hearing you. Kelvin, are you there? All right. So as my guy is getting his system, you know, he went and bought some new hardware, folks. So you, what you're seeing is the uh, test of the new hardware. 
How you doing, Kelvin? Are you there? The hardware working? Hardware is not working. Say something, right? You must not be able to hear me. All right, so why don't why don't you do this? Why don't okay? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Kelvin out for a second. I'm gonna give him a chance uh, to uh, log uh, log back in, and then we'll see we'll see if that uh, if that works. But uh, appreciate everybody for jumping in early. Shout out to early to uh, Tamara T, first one to jump in on YouTube. Shout out to you, Tamara. Uh, Chuck Hunt, first one to jump in on the Facebook page, checking in from Monroe, Louisiana. Good to see you, Chuck. Thanks for jumping in. Uh, B. Starks also jumping in as well. Mary305, always coming in. Good to see you. Bull, good to see you, buddy. Uh, Bull jumping in there as well. So um, appreciate all you guys jumping in and those of you who are watching us on facebook youtube and maybe you're watching us on twitter we appreciate you want you to hang in there with us through the course of this show is you know we're in the summer months and uh you know i know i i I promised last week on last week's show that we would do a uh year in review we may get to that but what i do need and I, i you know i'm disappointed I didn't get much response from from our audience, you know, uh, you know, again. So I'm going to put this out there. What we're looking for is we'd like some help with categories, maybe even nominees, best play, uh, best play in the decisive moment. Those of you, you know, we got people on our show who follow softball diehards. We, we got people who follow volleyball hard. Um, you know, obviously everybody can't follow everything. I mean, we all probably watch football, but then we get to the other sports and we might miss some things. So, uh, if you are, uh, one of those people, we, we'd like your help, you know, best male athlete, best female athlete, uh, who's your coach of the year. Uh, that's a tough question. You know, we had, um, three, three programs bring home championships, so uh, that that's a that's a tough one. Let me go in and see if my guy Kelvin is ready to go. Uh, we'll go in, and he's all situated. Kelvin, how we doing? I think I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah, now, it was the hat. It was the hat. The hat. The hat was it on. It was the hat, man. The brim wasn't. The brim wasn't ready, and so it just threw everything else off. You know, the audio and and everything else. So. Good to see you. Good right. to have you. How, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm glad to be here, man. Glad I got everything going and everything, man. And I'm excited to talk with Rally Nation and, and set a, set a, set a uh, platform with you. And uh, as I was saying, uh, it's a, a good holiday weekend. Father's Day weekend, Juneteenth coming up. Uh, so I, I, I hope your I hope your people uh, in the household are, are ready to take care of dad this weekend. And even though I think, I think they're looking out for the old boy, we I've heard some things. You heard some things, okay? Good deal, good deal. Um, I, I think I'm gonna try to make my way up to Atlanta to go see my dad. Although I got to do a couple, you know, some some camp basketball duties a couple days, but I think I'm gonna try to scoot up to Atlanta Saturday evening or afternoon and uh, get up to uh, get up to Atlanta on Sunday. So if you're in the ATL, you may see. You may see the green Kia Soul bumping around with the BCSM bags 
you know, give a shout out. See me out there in the streets. Um, but hey, coming up on today's show, we got a we got a good show for you. Um, you know, this is uh, Black Music Month, uh, so we're again, you know, going to be celebrating and talking about the marching hundred and uh, specifically. And so coming up on today's show, good friend of the program, uh, Victor Gaines is going to come in, a former drum major of the Marching 100, um, also one of the co-founders of the Marching 100 uh, alumni uh, club or association. I, I, I'm sure I'm hope I'm saying that correctly, um, but uh, also a uh, past president of the Leon County uh, National Alumni chapter as well. So uh, we've got... Um, Victor coming in. Vic's going to come in and, and talk to us about the 100, what's what's going on, going into the start of the summer, and uh, so on and so forth. And then in the second hour, we're going to talk to a Hall of Famer. You may have seen me or seen the tweet a little bit earlier. Uh, we got a killer, Henry Killer Lawrence, recently inducted as of this weekend into the Black College Football Hall of Fame, along with Tyrone McGriff. And uh, so we had two Rattlers that went to – Black College Football Hall of Fame, uh, of course, uh, Henry, uh, as I call him, Mr. Lawrence. You know, a couple of times I've, I've talked to him, Kelvin. I, I'm always, I, hello, Mr. Lawrence. Uh, so, Mr. Lawrence will come on. He had a 12-year career with the Raiders. And, uh, and of course, he was a two-time All-American at FAMU in the early 70s. The only, the only, I, I'm a, hold on, I'm going to put this out there. I just, I just, where, where am I going when I say that? When he's the only, the only what? Finish that sentence, Kelvin. The only what? Can you think of it? Anybody? No. Anybody in the chat room? No. He is. He holds a unique distinction in FAMU football, and so I'm curious to see whether anybody knows. So I'm. Gonna, I'm. I'm. I'm not going to finish it. We're going to wait to see whether anybody uh, picks it up. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's get into – we got a lot of different things to, that we can get into. Kelvin, I know we're going to get into talking about stadiums. His um, stat came up. Um, but uh, what do you want to – what do you want to get into first? Uh, any, anything really on your mind that you want to start the show with? I don't know, man. Let's uh, let's finish up. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna let you call it this time. <laughs> lots of my, lots my, of my headset. Hey, my headset. Keep acting up, man. You fading in and okay. out on me. Oh, I okay. I hope that's. I have. I hope that's not my uh, my volume because I've I've been told that uh, the the volume. Um, on my phone or on the headset for me has been an issue. I don't know, but yeah, uh, we got our first James Austin. Got it. The got only, it. he got the it. Only first round draft pick, uh, of the, uh, of our illustrious football alums. You know, those who have gone on to play in the NFL, those who have gone to the hall of fame. Mr. Lawrence is the only first round draft pick bonus bonus points. If you can, without Googling, if you could tell what pick he went in the first round. 
just a thought. Uh, my guy, uh, Keith, Things Up Podcast, jumps Super Bowl winner. I, I think we've had a couple of Super Bowl winners, Keith. I, we've had a couple of guys win some Super Bowls. So, yeah, no, that wouldn't be it. First round draft pick is where I was going, but I'm just also curious to see uh, your thoughts. Okay, let me start with this. Let me start with a baseball note because I got a thought here, and I, I think it's significant. I'm going to tie in something uh, here, and uh, there's Jimmy. Jimmy jumps in. He gets the he gets the bonus he gets the bonus points because yes, he is the night he was the 19th pick of the I believe it's the 1974. Yeah, was it 74? Let me see. He finished in 73. So yeah, it would have been the 74 draft. So the 74 NFL draft, 19th pick, first round. So. Um, all right, so I'm going to start with a baseball thought. And, I, and I'm tying this in, Kelvin, because, of course, you know, we just got off of the last two good weekends, so to speak, talking about uh, our our, uh, our baseball program. But um, the we have Major League Baseball put together a uh, MLB All-Star weekend that's going to be in Seattle – the weekend of July 7th. Now, for those of you who may not know, the MLB All-Star Weekend, you know, what we can, what do we call the All-Star Weekend is part of that uh, Monday, Tuesday. It's uh, like July 10th and 11th. The actual game is on a Tuesday. Home Run Classic, what you're familiar with, is on that Monday the 10th. Friday, Friday to sort of go into the weekend in Seattle, they created an MLB all-star game. And so they took 50 players from 17 different division one HBCU schools. Uh, if you happen to listen to the broadcast during the SWAC, uh, you heard coach Kadar talking about it at some point uh, as he was one of the people or is one of the people that's uh, a part of that selection committee. And so this is really spearheaded by King Griffey Jr. Uh, of course, King Griffey has a son that plays um, uh, on the football team. And uh, so, you know, he has some definitely HBCU, FAMU ties uh, with that. But uh, it's a really great initiative called the HBCU, HBCU Swingman Classic. And so FAMU has four players that will actually be playing in this inaugural uh, inaugural game, um, you got uh, Jalen Miles, who'll be playing in this in this contest. Uh, you've got Jan Michael Bastardo, right fielder. Um, Jalen Niles, I believe, is our shortstop. Plays shortstop. Uh, Ty Hanchi, catcher, who of course made the the regional uh, selected to the. Uh, Gainesville Regional in the first round. And then, of course, Hunter Veets, um, who was our ace pitcher. So, you know, uh, those four guys will take the trip out to Mobile T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Seattle, Washington, Friday, July 7th. That game is going to be 7.30 Pacific time. So that's 10.30 Eastern uh, good luck. I applaud those of you who are going to be staying up on a Friday night to watch. Uh, it should be a good show. 
uh, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, so that that contest will will take place, and of course, um, I, I guess where where I wanted to go, and I'll kind of get into discussion uh, once I get Kelvin back in, is if you guys are paying attention to the uh, College World Series right now, do you notice one of the teams that's actually in the final eight is a four seed? Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts University. Um, uh, I was trying to look up their budget to kind of see what their budget was uh, in terms of baseball, but it gives us, I I think it gives us some, some hope when we look at how we perform. Now, I looked at the regional that Oral Roberts went to, and it was not as strong, in my opinion, as the regional that FAMU went to, where you had um, obviously the number two team in the country, you had a 10th-ranked UConn, and you had Texas Tech. Texas Tech traditionally or usually, you know, has some good ball clubs. So obviously FAMU played in a much tougher regional, but it does give hope, and it should give us uh, a, a, a an opportunity or it should give us a good feeling that, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that FAMU, uh, given what we've done over the last, let's say, three seasons, I can't, three seasons, four years, where we've won three titles in four, or two titles in three seasons, right? Obviously, you got to discount the COVID year. But you had 2019 where we went to the MEAC. Uh, then you also had the the COVID year. Then you had our first year in the SWAC where we went, we finished third. And then, of course, last year. So if you look at the, tra- the trajectory, if I can get that word out, if you can get that, if you can look at where we're going, there's a possibility that, you know, FAMU could potentially, potentially be one of those teams that uh, that we could find there there is a there's an avenue and there's hope and a possibility that FAMU could potentially make their make their way into the uh, the final eight you know so um, kind of waiting on uh, Ashton's asking where's where's Kelvin yeah so we're waiting on he's he's dealing with he's dealing with some audio and technical issues right at the moment uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping I got him back here coming up in the next segment. Uh, so, you know, for me, uh, you know, that's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where we got Kelvin coming up. And I'm waiting on Marcus. Marcus is dealing with Internet issues as well. So I'm hoping my guys check in and don't have me you doing the show solo. But I got you guys in the chat room. And so I appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate Jeremiah Clark jumping in. Um, that, uh, uh, you know, the Oral Roberts team recognizing and, you know, Hey, like I said, we, <clears throat> we, we played some good baseball as well. And so I, I think that's gotta, you know, you, you just gotta, you just gotta have the right fit and the right group of guys, um, to, to be there. I'm not holding Kelvin hostage, Kylan. I promise it's, 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 he's working on some technical issues i i know i know y'all y'all are looking and saying where is where is kelvin 
All right. He, he'll come up shortly. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a short break, come back. Hopefully, I've got Kelvin. Hopefully, he's figured out what's going on with his connection. And then we'll go from there. And uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to uh, Victor Gaines. We're going to get into talking about the Marching 100 and what they have going on this upcoming weekend. And then coming up in hour two, we'll talk to Henry Killer Lawrence, Black College Football Hall of Famer and FAMU Hall of Famer and All-American. So you guys hang tight with us. Um, Also, in the chat room, give me your suggestions. Plays of the year, categories for our ONG awards. Categories, you know, best coach. Who was your, who, what coach did the best job this season? Best male athlete, best female athlete, um, best individual performance, you know, in a, in, in a, you know, best, I don't know, best supporting athlete, best supporting female athlete. I don't know. You guys give me some ideas here and then we'll, and then we'll, uh, we'll go. You know what, Kenya? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on in Florida today, just in case you guys haven't seen the news. But I- I'm hoping I'm hoping turning out internet speeds in the evening is not one of them. Of course, Marcus is not down in Florida, so I, I think he's just dealing with some stuff up there. So you guys hang tight with us. We'll be right back. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in a moment. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. (laughs) (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper Bounty picks up messes quicker And each sheet is two times more absorbent So you can use less He's an eight He's a nine Bounty, the quicker picker-upper From novice to aficionado Find yourself here High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com 
That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum designed for the online classroom. Team up with state certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. All right, welcome back. ONG Strikes on. Look who it is. Hashtag Free Kelvin has worked, I think, we hope. And there he is, Kelvin Rozier. Kelvin, have we figured everything out? You know. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. All right, all right. All right. I'm you know, ready cats, now. I don't know what happened, the... man. Pre-show, pre, pre-show, it was good, man. I don't know what happened. Look, I, I am starting to... Question look, I, I shouldn't say this. I, I'm gonna get in trouble from my boss. I'm questioning all all of it right now. You know, I mean it's just I've had look, I, I'm 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 gonna tell a little personal story here. I've had consistent issues with and, and like I said, I when I lived on another part of town, I didn't have issues. But ever since I moved to this side of town, far east side of Orlando, I've had issues. I, no lie. No lie. I went from T-Mobile stuff not working properly. Then I got Spectrum. I'm hardline connected, but they, you know, I found out they do some testing in the evening at a certain time when I always have issues. Look, man, I, I can't, I don't know why it's so hard. It used to be a lot easier, but so I, I don't know, man, just, we just roll with the punch. I miss the days when we used to just do a show, record it, and then post it later. But, you know, I, I love interacting with people yeah. And so we we keep trying. We keep trying. So um appreciate you guys who are who are watching uh for hanging in there with us. I, I have not heard from Marcus yet. So I know Marcus was uh was working on some he was dealing with some some technical issues on his end. So hopefully we'll have him in. Um you know, I appreciate uh uh AD Drew had checked in offering to jump in and so I don't know we may we may bring in Drew here in the second hour and see how it see how things are are going um wh- one of the things I was uh was this, was talking about I don't know what you heard in that last break was uh with Oral Roberts playing in the College World Series uh College World Series one of the eight teams they were a four seed in their regional then won their super regional I was I was I was saying that it gives us gives us reason to have hope that there is an opportunity if FAMU can continue to trend in the direction that we're trending with two titles in the last three seasons. You know, obviously there was a COVID year in between, but two titles in three seasons that you know we could that could be us. There's a 
there's an inroad and an opportunity for us. Do you agree, disagree? What are your thoughts when you see Oral Roberts playing with the big boys uh, this upcoming week, weekend? I want us to not be too cavalier with throwing that out there. Is it possible? Absolutely, it's possible. Uh, it's possible next year with the caliber team we have coming back, as well as with uh, the pieces that we've added and we will add. However, the, if you look at their baseball budget and our baseball budget, I'm sure it's a, it's a, it's a significant difference. Um, we really still have to put the resources into the program to be able to consistently uh, compete. So is it possible? Yeah. I mean, Coach know what he's doing. We have talent. Um, I just think the, the, the support part is going to be the challenge to get us All over right. that hump. Uh, looks like we got Marcus available now. So let me bring in the uh, our, our, our third member of the team. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus, darling, how are you doing this evening, Marcus? Uh, working through technical issues. I feel are, your pain, brother. Are, aren't we all? I think we all are working through technical difficulties, man. We're all working through something right now. Um, how's your evening other than that? Going pretty good. Going pretty, everything's well, going well, you know. What, what were you going to say, Kelvin? What? There is a major storm along the East Coast. Uh, really, I don't know if it's impacting y'all, though, but it's from, like, the Panhandle all the way up through the Carolinas and, you know, some tornadoes and stuff. So I'm going to blame it on it, man. <laughs> might, might be that smoke that floated down from Canada last week. Yeah, what what yeah, I didn't even know that whole thing was going on. You know, I just yeah, that, was, that was wild. This time last week it's, you could walk outside and it's like you're walking around in a barbecue pit. Really? Apparently the point. air index was like four hundred something, and that's like unheard of. Wow. Wow. And I'm like two or three states down from New York. So I'm not even yeah. near the Canadian border. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, Look, uh, we're all going through something, man. Don't don't let them, don't let them tell you there's no global warming going on. Um, yeah. Uh, so look, I don't know. Had anybody have you has anybody done the research or looked into what is Oral Roberts baseball? I know that's got to be a story that's going to be coming up here this weekend because they they are the. I mean, I I don't know if you could say TCU is the is the underdog, so to speak, of this College World Series. But I feel like Oral Roberts is. And so I'm just kind of curious about their their budget. Um, they got God on their side. They got God on their side. <laughs> well, you know, with, with anything's possible with God on your side, right? That's, that's, right. They say. that's right. That's right. Say that's amen. Right. Yeah, get the amen. 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 Can a, can a bishop get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, so we'll talk about that. Also, um, in the chat room, we're soliciting Marcus. We're looking for uh, the ONG awards. Uh, so we're looking for nominees for uh, up for consideration. Hmm. Uh, Tamra T 
jumped in with the best social media. Now, when you say best social media, Tamara, I'm curious. Do you do you do you mean <laughs> best social media account? Like what player or coach is the best follow, or maybe best social media moment? You know, so I, I'd love a little clarification on uh, what you think like that. Also, she dropped in with another one. Uh, okay, best best gritty. Yeah, all the kids are doing gritty. I guess we, I, I, we saw some coaches do the gritty. Mm -hmm. uh, so that might have to get some nominees nomination. Best mic'd up viral moment. I like that. I like that. Hold on, I need to star these because you know if I if I forget these, um, I'll be I'll be the one complaining um, later. Uh, so uh, yeah, any any thoughts that you guys have in the chat room uh, with awards? Uh, I think we've got our 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 guests here ready. We're not gonna take any breaks since we already took a break. Um, we're going to bring in Victor here. So we're about to go live here, joining us on the program uh, right now. Um, ooh, Victor Gaines. He dressed out. That's what I'm talking about. Represent, <laughs> Vic. He got the memo. Got the memo in orange and green. I'm trying uh, to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you there, Vic? How we doing? Let's make sure we got you. How you doing this evening? We got you. Well, everybody, everybody's doing. Everybody's dealing with something, right? It ain't. just. It ain't just. That's right. How are we doing, Victor? Can you hear us? Sound like he's almost there. I'm gonna give him a. He's like partially there. Are you there? All right, I'm going to give him a second to kind of get his internet situation figured out there. And I'm going to come back to you in, uh, in, just, a, in just a moment here. Um, yeah, so we'll get, uh, we'll get Victor if you're able to. I don't know if you're able to text him a couple instructions there, Kelvin. Anything that'll, that'll help, us, help us out here. Um, We uh we're we're in that mode, Marcus. What are some of your what are what are some of your moments? Let me let me just let me just go to this. I when I think of best moments of the past year, Ooh, um, wow. yeah, I I just I you know, and I I just saw a video of the end of the Alabama State game, the block punt which mm -hmm. yielded a touchdown by uh, Kendall Bowler. And then the video of just the band and the posts, I mean, the instant celebration by the players and bands. And I I got a chill. I, every time I see that, I get a chill uh, in my spine when I watch that. So I, that's one of those top moments mm -hmm. of 22-23. Any, any other moments that you, you know, instantly have that you think of when you think of the past year? Um, let me see. The first one that came to mind, I guess that one, but also Alabama State when the girls, when the volleyball team, we were down two. Well, the first time we played them, if I recall correctly, I was watching this on YouTube, you know, grainy video and everything, and we were down two sets to none, and we yes. came back, came back to win three sets to two on on Alabama State's home court. 
Yes, got great reminder. I I totally forgot about that. I as soon as you said it, it flashed back in my head. Yes, we were down 2-0 and on the road. This was either early, I think this was the beginning of the SWAT regular season, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. It was very close. It was in September. It was still warm. And I remember, I think it was on a Sunday. Yes. I think it was a Sunday was. match. And I was came home from services and I was like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And trying to find it. And I was like, oh crap. You know, we're down 2-0 or down 0-2. And they just started coming back and coming back and coming back. So that's yeah. one. I like that. Um, you know, I'm shouting these down because these are going to be part of our our nominees. We're going to get give one more in there, and I think we're going to go back to Victor. I think he may okay. have. Oh, no, I was wrong. I thought I see him trying to to get his audio stuff together here and his video connection. So I think uh, the other ahead. one, uh, the other one. Um, gosh, I think the other two that came to mind are two championship teams: uh, the women, uh, women's tennis. Uh, in the SWAG championship and also men uh, winning, beating Alabama state the, for the second time in um, the SWAG tournament to get to the, to the championship game. Okay. Cause I, I was really worried about that one. Cause we had, um, was it Trey Sanders? Our, our transfer from Trey, Kansas Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. Simmons I'm sorry. I should remember Simmons. That's all right. Our That's all right. transfer from um, Kansas city. A community college, and I was like, oh, oh. but he balled out. Ah, uh, what do you um? Hold on, um, uh, I don't. Sweet, sweet dropped in one here. Um, uh, the throwback passing. Ah, yeah, the um, the the. Uh, are you referring to? Let me see. Now, what play is he referring to? Sweet, what play? Oh, are you when when Musa threw back, when Musa caught the pass. Oh, okay, the Musa catch. Okay, okay, right, right. Okay, good, good, good one there. Good one there. How about you, um, Kelvin? Any any instant? You know, this is a quick, quick question here. Any instant thoughts, memories, uh, image, or or game of the year, moment of the year? I have to go all the way back to uh, uh, women's volleyball. And, okay. Um, you and, and I'm, I'm going to choose the uh, Jackson State game, um, the – I'm going to just choose both of them, actually, in the regular season because, uh, you know, they had been a nemesis, you know. They, you know, they got a very rabid fan base who very vocal, and they were real quiet. And I like when they're quiet, so – yeah, anytime, anytime we beat them right now, it does it does me good. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, let me see. While I see we got Victor, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Victor here, uh, our guest coming up here, Victor Gaines. Let's see if we got Victor while we got his audio. Victor, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Hey, we're doing well, man. All right, glad glad we got you. Glad uh, glad you're able to uh, to uh, to join us. Uh, tonight, I see you, you're dressed apart. You got the memo to make sure to, to wear some orange <laughs> and green. <laughs> so we appreciate Absolutely. that. Uh, so just to give uh, folks who may not Marcus know about, it. <laughs> see, I, I was giving him a little bit of a pass, uh, Kelvin, because you know he, 
Blue, blue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See? Anyway, uh, so hey, Victor, for 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 people who may not be familiar with you, uh, your your background, uh, not only uh, were you a drum major uh, in the Marching Hundred, uh, you were also uh, one of the co-founders of the alumni uh, Marching Hundred Alumni Association, a former chapter president of uh, the FAMU National Alumni Association. Give us a little background on you. When did you? When did you? When when were you at FAM? And uh, give us a little background on your matriculation into becoming a drum major. First off, um. I was, um, I'm actually from Tallahassee, Florida. Went to James S. Rickers High School. Uh, shout out to the Raiders and the Redskins. I was a Redskin. Um, went to FAMU in 84. I left in 91. <laughs> I was a, um, <clears throat> graduated a few years after that. I was a um, head drum major, of course, of the March 100. Uh, worked my way through as a uh, trumpet player. Uh, then became drum major, then became head drum major. Um, March with the band when we went to uh, Paris. That was one of uh, our biggest trips. And, um, you know, years later, uh, founded the March 100 Alumni Band Association. I'm an avid photographer. Um, love taking pictures of uh, just about anything. I've been uh, taking pictures of the band for probably about, ooh, probably about 30 years or so. So um, that's it. I like uh, bike riding and uh, spending time with my kids. Nice, nice. Uh, you guys out there on in the chat, any any band questions or questions that you might have, put them in the chats, and uh, as we go along, because um, I always, I and I and I say that because I always feel like there's a lot of questions that people have. Sometimes a lot of mystery surrounding the hundred, and there's a lot of tradition surrounding the hundred. You know, uh, that's why I loved about. When uh, Kofi would, you know, I'd pick Kofi's brain about X, Y, and Z, just mm -hmm. to kind of fill in gaps, things I thought I knew that I didn't know. So my first question, as the drum major, there, th let's start with the number, because I've always felt like there is a tradition or has been a tradition. I don't know if it still exists with the number of drum majors. So start there. Let's ask that. What what is the what has been, what is, what what was the tradition regarding the number of drum majors in the hundred? Well, we it it kind of went from you know, of course, one when Dr. Foster was here. Um, when I when I first joined the band, it was at five, and so we stayed at five for a few years, and then when I was chosen, we were still at five. Um, we had one of our members uh, come back for grad school. And uh, he became our head drum major, so that put us up to six. And we had an alternate. And Dr. White decided that um, he just wanted to have a full, you know, full slate of drum majors. So he, you know, we went with seven. Um, and so we we had that for a little bit, maybe about a year or so. And then one of our drum majors went to the uh, to the Persian Gulf, and um, and so he was promised a position uh, upon his return. And he came back um, the year after that in 91. And so then we went from seven to eight. And so that's when we came to eight wonders of the world and kept that for probably 10 years. And then after that, um, we kind of just kind of ended up going up. One um, became the presidential nine. And then when Dr. Ammons got here, um, you know, the presidential nine were named after each one of the nine presidents. So Dr. Ammons was the 10th president. And um, he wanted to have a 10th uh, drum major named after him. And so 
Dr. White obliged, and we had um, we had ten. We had the presidential ten, and so um, since then we haven't really had a set number, um, but we've kind of you know stuck around that five or six, and we should have we should have six coming in this fall. So we, it was kind of by chance that we ended up being as as large as we were. But Dr. White wanted a certain look, and once he started seeing that look, um, then he stuck with it. So, I mean, just imagine seeing 10 six-foot-tall drum majors walking across the field. Um, that's pretty intimidating for others. Right. See, that's, that's, that's what I thought. See, I remember the the presidential nine, and so then, then I was always of that thought. And so I'm, 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 glad I, I'm glad I asked that question. Kelvin, go ahead. Jump in there. You got next up. Yeah, there's a couple of them, Vic, that I got for you. Uh, first, I know that the drum majors, <laughs> they honored um, Dr. White recently. So I want to, I want you to kind of talk about how that came about and, um, you know, talk about the, you know, program, everything you did. And then the second question, I just want you to talk about when you met Kofi, you know, he was our co-host. He also went to Rutgers his last two years and so forth. And I know y'all crossed paths, you know, on campus and everything. So, you know, I just kind of want you to give your reflection of, of of Kofi and his participation in band activities. Okay. So um, last month, actually, the end of uh, April, we did a surprise black tie gala for Dr. White um, in recognition of his um, 38 years, I believe, of service to the FAMU bands. And... Um, at one point, I was, you know, after he retired, I've used that in quotes, um, you know, we had a, um, you know, I was thinking like, you know, there should be something that we should do to really honor him. And uh, there were a couple of things that were done, but I wanted something to be bigger. And I wanted it to be done by his generals. We called ourselves Doc's Field Generals. And so, you know, a lot of us were handpicked by him to be drum majors and, and subsequently had drum majors. And so we all got together um, probably around November, December, and decided, okay, now we're going to do this. We're going to have a gala, and we're going to have a black tie. Um, everybody dressed up real nice. We're going to get together, and we're going to honor him um, in a way that we felt that he should be honored. And um, it was a surprise. Um, he showed up at the gala, and he was just blown away. Um, walked in, and he looked around, and he was like, I was standing there when he walked in and, um, you know, he was like, Hey, bitch, how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. Doc. How are you? He was like, okay. Okay. And so then I said, you know, he was still looking, put his hand up on his, on his uh, chin. And he was looking, I said, doc, do you, um, do you recognize any of these people? So everybody was in Texas. So you really couldn't, you know, just looking, you just saw people standing there and he was like, what? And he looked up and he was just, he was just floored. So everybody came down, gave him a hug. We had a great time um, that night. Um, enjoyed it. He had some nice presents. We gave him a big plaque that had the names of all of his drum majors from the time that he got to FAMU until the time that he retired. So he had a total of 97 uh, drum majors, different drum majors over the years. Uh, we pulled it off, and uh, he's still talking about it, and uh, and people enjoyed it. So that's that's what we did as a part of um, the the March 100 Drum Major Foundation, which is an organization that we started to 
help to uh, support the efforts of the uh, family drum majors. Um, that was that. So in terms of Kofi, um, I met Kofi when we were, I guess, you know, during his last last couple of years at Rickards, because I used to uh, go back and, and work with the school um, sometimes here and there, a couple of songs uh, for them to play in the stands. Uh, that was my only time that I served as an arranger. And um, and so we met when he was a freshman. I was a drum major. And um, and so I, I knew um, who he was and he just had a lot of energy um, and he was always there to, to help out and to, you know, he had somewhat of a rough freshman year, um, you know, when he was there. Sometimes he was he was in good shape and then sometimes he wasn't doing well. But, you know, we we were supporting him. He was doing very well. Um, he became a, a part of the band and uh, he remembered things that I mean, you guys would know. I mean, he remembered things that, you know, that some people wouldn't like. There was a show that we did in 89, and some of you may remember that it was the um, show that we put in the uh, Georgia Tech Stadium that had the Batman, they had a big Batman go on the field. And so I rarely went into a, a meeting, the show planning meeting, and he remembered that. Um, that went in, and they were like, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, why don't we put a giant bat on the field? And people were like, oh, hell no, we ain't going to do all that. We ain't going to do that. And he said, wait. <laughs> and so he said, well, we can do this with, um, you know, blockbuster hits of the summer. And so we did that um, with Fight Power and uh, Ghostbusters came out. And so that's kind of how that show became um, what it was. And it was partly, you know, because of him and his um, his way of kind of thinking, you know, because he was never one to kind of stay inside the box, um, as you know. And so this is one of those um, opportunities that he had to say, you know, hey, you know, this doesn't sound, you know, wow, you know, my, my nickname is Batman. You know, people were just like, well, now you want, you want a show named after you. That's real nice. But then after he said, wait, and thought about it, then, you know, they put it all together and and that's what happened. So he took that, you know, and over the years, he's been doing the same thing, you know, kind of doing, um, you know, kind of charting his own course, you know, taking his, you know, taking some things that he liked, you know, bring it to fruition. And I think he did a really good job of trying to, you know, keep the, the, the hundred in the limelight, trying to push for, you know, better accommodations, um, more performances, uh, you know, better, you know, in different places, you know, we always talk about, you know, what we want to do on the field, but then sometimes he would be like, okay, we need certain type of music. And so sometimes, you know, you, you bump heads with people, but at the same time, you're like, okay, he started to make you think, you know, there was, this was a part of the conversation. So, you know, when we start talking about iron sharpening iron, you know, you have to recognize that, right? You got to recognize that he is that iron that's sharpening you at if you recognize that, then you embrace it. You sit, you listen, you try to see what it is that you that's being said and see how you can make it happen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, Marcus, go ahead. Hey, Vic, thanks for uh, taking our invite. But I, I have a double question, and I guess me and Kelvin are kind of infamous for that. One, I know I'm on the outside looking in, and I was down. In, all of us were down in family around the same time. But can you kind of succinctly describe band culture, what it's like, 
not revealing any secrets, but you know. But the other second question is, and it's kind of tied to it, how intense are band rivalries? Are they like the same as sports rivalries, more or less? And I'm thinking like, you know, FAMU, BCU, or like. Who's our band rival, you know? Or even if you come against another band, you know, how intense is it? Somebody trying to knock you off the pedestal or something like that? So in, in terms of band culture, sometimes you would hear people saying that, you know, we are our own competition. We're FAMU. Um, and we compete with previous versions of the 100. We don't necessarily compete with everybody else. We're hard on ourselves and what we do in a performance. So we don't ever get, um, you know, too high on what happened in the show. So we don't let the, the highs get to our head or the lows get to our heart. We go in and we put in the work. We do what you know what's asked of us, and we push each other, um, you know, to continue to do better and give a better show to play, you know, with more intensity. You name it. We're just a big family uh, when it comes to that. Um, and and you can see it sometimes when you see you know kind of going into the second question about looking in each other's eyes when we go in into a show. Um, we would sit on the sidelines and we would just kind of stare and we would just b- become focused. And it's like that when you when we're walking from we're walking from Bragg to, you know, when we're walking from the band room to Bragg, you know, you walk in and you're kind of jovial, you know, and you're kind of talking here and there. But as you get closer to Bragg, then the, you know, the, the mind starts to change and you become a little bit more serious about what's going on. And so that's kind of how we were. We transitioned. As we got bragged, then we got more serious about what we were doing. When we got into bragged, then it was all about business. Um, and then when it came to the other bands, I mean, we were basically like, look, we're going to do what we do best. And we're not going to worry too much about what you do. But we're going to, you know, sometimes people will try to out hundred the hundred. And, you know, we'll say, you know, they'll say, well, we'll try to do this. We'll try this march. We'll do this type of drill. But we don't try to imitate what other bands do. We just do what we do, and we try to do it well. Um, in terms of the rivalries, it depends. Um, if you're from a certain era, um, you have you look at certain bands as being rivalries. I'd probably say we have a total of maybe four different rivalries, depending on your era. Um, Jackson State, Southern, um, BCU. Tennessee State. So you got those four bands. And depending on who you ask, they would tell you that for a different number of reasons. Southern's because, you know, people would always say, you know, you're number, you know, the hundreds number one, Southern's number one. No. <laughs> we we're gonna we're gonna put this to rest. And so we never did it. Uh, because we always did what we did best, you know, and Southern did what they did best, and we would always say that, you know, Southern was just loud and wrong. You know, it's just you're playing a song and, and and that was it. You know, it's like what well, you know, you don't play with sonority and you know these big words and it's just like, well, we don't know what these big words mean. We're just gonna play. And so um there was always that competition. Um, even when they said, Well, we don't need all these drum majors, we just need one. Well, we said, Well, you know, we got nine or ten drum majors, but your drum major go and sit on the sideline after you come on the field. So he's not on the field the whole time. Same thing with say Jackson State. They have a good sound. They're, they they put on a great show, um, and and they have you know they have a lot of the things, um, some of the things in terms of music that we do. Um, 
that we've had over the years. So from a musical standpoint, we match better with them in terms of shows and everything. Um, when it comes to Tennessee State, you know, they pretty much have, um, you know, stand music and everything kind of locked down. They will, they will play something that you never heard before and probably that you never thought about. And, you know, we'd always had this com conversation about, you know, hey, should we, you know, we should play, play this song. Well, you, you can't out Tennessee State, Tennessee State. You know, you may play one song that they don't, they don't have, but then they'll come back and play something that you don't have. So you can never really outdo them. And then, um, you know, in, especially in the stands. Now, on the field, totally different story. I mean, we would say back then, you know, they would just put on a lackluster show, but they would wear you out in the stands, you know. But that's okay. We were fine with that because we just said we weren't a stand band. You know, we have to make a shift here and there for that. That's a, for another day. But when we get to schools like BCU, you know, back in the day, we used to – we didn't, you know, we used to mop the floor with them. You know, they come out on the field and have, you know, who knows what. They're, you know, trying to have their little gimmicks and everything. And we would just be like, oh, you got this little band and we're just doing this. And, you know, we really didn't give them a whole lot of press. We didn't, we're like, you know, that's that's our little brother, our little sister, pat them on the head, you know, say that's a good show. And that was it, you know. And so as um, they grew and they got a little bit more intensity in terms of the sound, then people started to pay attention. Um, and so they've had some good shows. Um, they've had, you know, they sound great. They look clean. And then sometimes, you know, people say, ah, it looks a little bit too vanilla. But, you know, sometimes people like vanilla. You got some people that like butter pecan, you know. So, you know, it just depends on what you like, you know. But um, those are the four that we would consider, um, I think, overall to be our rivalries. Um, and there are a couple others, but, you know, they kind of come and go depending on what's going on. Well, thank you. Um, so Vic, I know, so the Marching Hundred is preparing to go out to California this upcoming weekend, uh, to San Jose, California for a Juneteenth homecoming festival in Santa Clara County. If I'm not mistaken, this is, in this like the second trip to California in, I mean, when, I can't remember when the Rose Bowl was the Rose Bowl, January 21, or was it January 22? Yeah, uh, it it may have been. Uh, that's a good question. Um, it may have been twenty one. I think it was twenty one. Okay. Okay. So just, I mean, just before COVID. Okay. 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 Uh, so I, I guess, and obviously, I know. Um, what kind of goes? What goes into a trip like that? Obviously, only a small portion of the hundred went to Paris last year. Um, I don't know the numbers going to Santa Clara. Uh, what goes into a trip like that? I mean, as much as you can give us, give us a little uh, what, background into into how this works. Yeah, that's a this funny. It's a funny story behind that. Um, one of my friends that um, I graduated from high school with um, contacted me on Facebook last year about them coming up for this performance. Um, it was with a different group, and so it was so close to the time that they weren't able to pull it all together. And so then he reached out to me again and asked me about it. And so we talked about some things just in terms of what it was that he was looking for and then what's the feasibility of it happening. And then I said, okay, if you want to do it, then these are the things you have to do. So I kind of laid out some things. You know, they want to make sure that they got the right funding and the right accommodations 
um, you can kind of say what it is that you need. And then um, you go from there. You contact Dr. Chipman. Um, he will, you know, go through and make sure he's got the approval from uh, Lindsay Sargent, who's the uh, department chair, and all the other people up the, you know, upstream. And then um, they start to talk about what they want in terms of the show and how many people they would like, how much they can afford. And so they have about, let's see, they have 55 that are going to um, going to California with five staff members. I tried to get on the plane, but they said they were full. <laughs> but um, stuff like that, I mean, they tell you what it is that they're looking for. And, you know, you know, we can kind of do that on, you know, we can perform, you know, with a group of 50. Uh, we did, you know, 30. We did, you know, our first performance on the like basketball court was in, we went to the uh, Magic Johnson All-Star Game in uh, California in 90. And we did, shortly thereafter, we did one for the uh, open up for the Orlando Magic because that was their inaugural season. So, you know, they tell us what it is that they want, what they're looking for. And then we say, okay, well, let us see about putting something together that's going to satisfy you. And then I guess we go in and put everything together. Um, you know, we may send them video. I may have a conference call with them. Um, and between Dr. Chipman and the people who are sponsoring, they decide what they want to do and what they're looking for. And uh, the band starts to practice and they put, you know, show together. Sometimes they may need certain music. So then they enlist, you know, uh, Lindsay Sargent to come in and write music for them. And, you know, they learn the music, they learn the routines. Uh, they're probably practicing now. Um, I know they're practicing sometime last week, go through and then they get ready and uh, they go and perform. And after that, then they, you know, they get back on the plane, not right after, but, you know, they get back on the plane, they come back home. So, you got about 60 people that are going and there may be a contingency of, uh, you know, uh, FAMU administrators that may be, you know, coming along as well. Nice. Nice. Um, let, let's go to, I got it. There's a, there's some interesting questions here coming in online while we still, we've got some time with, uh, with uh, Victor Gaines. Those of you who are just jumping in, um, Vic was the uh, former uh, drum major as well as, uh, former co-founder of the uh, Marching Hundred alumni. Am I saying it right when I say the Alumni Association for the it's, Marching? Yeah, it's the Marching One Hundred Alumni Band Association. Okay, when did when did that when did you create that? Or or you were obviously a co-founder. So when was it created? Maybe a better way of saying. Yep, I am the uh, founding president. We started in two thousand, so this is year twenty three for us. I served the president for fifteen, the first fifteen years. Okay, okay, um, and and what I mean, just um, as you, what what precipitated that being funded? What 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 did you find was missing, or was it just an opportunity to connect uh, and bring more alums together? Well, at first we were getting information about homecoming, you know, and performing at homecoming. We would get it the last almost at the last minute, you know, about what we needed to do, um, what type of shirts, how much it was going to cost. And we were always kind of on the, on the back end, you know, we were behind the eight ball when we came in. So at some point I said, you know, we got to do better. We, and, and so I, I started to kind of organize some, you know, group of people and said, okay, well, 
get the information from, you know, Mr. Beckwith, um, who was kind of serving as, you know, our coordinator on the uh, on the band side, on the on the March 100 side. And then at that point, then we started to kind of say, OK, well, we're going to start a little bit earlier. And so um, we started working on homecoming. That was our first thing that we started doing um, in 2000. And then after that, we said, well, hey, we need to start. Uh, you know, we need to make it a more formal organization so we can give out scholarships and support our students. And and so we did. So the um, in 99, we we started, you know, gathering together and talking about it, you know, at homecoming. And in 2000, we formalized um, the organization. And so since then, we've given out over 100, probably going on $200,000 at least in scholarships and book vouchers. And, you know, we've supported the band in just, you know, just about everything that they've done. Um, it could be anything from, you know, whatever they needed at the games. It could be water. Um, you know, we've also sponsored like the breast cancer awareness shirts that you would see at some point, even with that, I looked around and said, well, wait a minute, everybody's got on pink. Oh, and they got on pink and, and you know, reference, you know, and, you know, for breast cancer awareness, but then the March 100 didn't. And so, you know, we said, okay, well, well, let's make this happen. And so then, you know, we got them shirts. And so when they got in the stands, they took the jackets off and they had on nice shirts that, you know, commemorated uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we would do that, um, support the band when they would go to um, the Times City, went to the MEAC um, basketball tournament, we would, you know, purchase shirts uh, for the pet band. Um, so we would just, anything that the band needed, um, and we could do it, we would step in and we would do that. And so if they were going somewhere, then there was always somebody from the Alumni Band Association there. So um, even to this day, that has not changed. Um, we're very active in terms of, you know, the band camp, um, what they're doing, uh, the football season, uh, going to the different classics, you name it. Um, that's what we were here, uh, you know, founded uh, to serve the students of the MU bands. And we've been doing that for for 23, uh, 23 years officially. And then back to 92. Um, if you go back to 92, this will be 31 years of being a part of homecoming festivities and supporting the band as a group of band alumni. Nice. I, I got to imagine, Kelvin, Marcus, feel free to jump in here on your thoughts. I got to imagine the Marching 100 alumni group has to be probably one of the larger alumni groups, uh, like a DSO, direct support organization, or, uh, in the, in the you know, uh, under the alumni umbrella. I mean, you got to imagine every year you're probably what? What would you say the average? How many graduates did did uh, we have from the band this past year? What maybe like twenty to thirty, uh, maybe forty? Normally about twenty to thirty per semester. So we could, I mean, the numbers have increased uh, a lot over the years. So we could have probably about you know fifty to seventy five or so graduates. Um, every, you know, calendar year. Um, wow. And so we, we get them and then they, you know, become indoctrinated to what we do as an alumni band association and uh, invite them to come back to participate in homecoming and everything else that we do. So um, that's a part of what we do is try to support them academically so that we can help with the, the overall numbers of the university. You know, we talk about, you know, four and out, 
uh, four years in, and uh, we try to, you know, we try to, you know, help them to get through that. And we do the things that we need to in order to make that happen. You know, so we're proud of the fact that we have, you know, more graduates every year. Um, graduating, coming in, you know, higher GPAs, um, you know, sustaining their, you know, their, their um, the GPAs and just their eligibility to be able to march. And, um, and they're doing fine. And we're proud of what they do on and off the field. Um, while we, uh, we, we still got some time here with victory. Appreciate you, uh, hanging in with us a, a little bit longer. Uh, let me go to a couple of questions from some folks online while we got them. Kenya site, Kenya jumps in with a, with an interesting question here for you, Vic. Uh, when are you going to bless us with a coffee table book of the hundred? <laughs> hey, Kenya. Um, you know what? I've been working and I've been talking about this for a minute. And I've been working on it. I plan on, let's see, this is 23. I would say that maybe about in August of 24, the first of probably four volumes will be out. Um, I have probably, I started taking pictures in, in 92. And so the first 10 years were done on negatives. So I have film that I have to scan. And so that takes time. After I get, once I get past 2002, everything's digital. So it's a little bit easier to do that. So, but the first, um, the first book will be basically from 84 to about uh, 92, 93, 94, 95 um, to 95. And then you just add four years through that until we get to like 2011. And then we'll pick up everything from there. Um, so that's, that's coming. Um, I'm planning on doing that, um, kind of working on it here and there. Um, but I just need to sit down and, and get my scanner, you know, back up and running. Every once in a while, I'll I'll drop a picture in here and there. But I got some really good stuff from, you know, from the 80s and 90s um, that I I can't wait to do. Um, I just got to I got to get down and, and sit down and just really get on it. So can you remind me, nudge me? <laughs> um, you know, I do have people that, that ask, you know, on occasion, I'm like, yeah, you know, work on it's like, oh man, I got to work on, I got to start back working on it. So it's good to know that, that, that there are people who are interested and, um, I can't wait to see it myself. <laughs> so, um, we, we're going to try to make this happen by, um, by this time, um, uh, next year. So I'm, I'm probably done with scanning at least about a year and a half of, uh, photos, but I still got about two years left of photos to scan, of negatives to scan. Right. Okay. Let me see another question here from B. Starks. Uh, he's, he's referring to the AT&T commercials uh, in terms of the band. I don't know if that's a, a band or the university. I don't know how that really works. And feel free to uh, sidestep any of these questions that people are throwing <laughs> left and right, uh, Vic. <laughs> so any thoughts on that? I does can't band, even see. Okay, does the band receive any proceeds from the AT&T commercials? The the short answer to that question is yes. <laughs> now, what that number is, I have no idea. Um, anytime we're doing something on that level, there is some type of honorarium that is given. Um, with the exception, that there, there are a couple of exceptions, but with like something like AT&T, um, 
we get something, the university may get something. Um, I don't know the specifics in terms of what that is or how much it is, but um, that type of stuff usually goes into our accounts and helps with our band operations. Okay. All right. Uh, Terrence Davis on Facebook asked, uh, Oh, Happy Day was a good song that the people in Tallahassee like to hear. Why stop? Did that song stop? Did we stop playing that song? I remember that well, song. Uh, it, it didn't stop. We play it out. We play it at homecoming. Um, we play Oh Happy Day at homecoming because I loves loves to hear Oh Happy Day. Um, I think after maybe two thousand. No, you know it was even before. It was probably around that two thousand eight nine area that they decided that they wanted to switch up and go with you know playing good times. And so, you know, every once in a while, we'll, we'll switch up. But then when it comes to homecoming, you are guaranteed every time to hear Oh Happy Day. Um, we've played Oh Happy Day for the exit every time at homecoming. Um, that's a call on the, um, on the band staff. I love Oh Happy Day. It has a, it, it has a deeper meaning to me um, because, you know, number one, it's a gospel song. But when you start thinking about it, you know, what it actually means. And you're, you're talking about, Oh, happy day. We're talking like, you know, we've put everything into this show and that's it. You know, we're tired, you know, and, and the thing that gets you up is a, nothing like a good gospel song to get you up and, and out. So when you hear that whistle blowing, um, you know, it's like you hit a beat and you hear somebody say, go in, you just hear people, you know, giving, you know, um, you know, encouraging everybody at that point. And so that's when you start seeing everybody marching with 90s and they got they got the energy and they're just trying to push through to the end. And so we love um, Oh Happy Day. And so when you see us at home coming, that's the thing we can't wait for. It's like, look, we can be tired the whole time, but we got just enough in the tank <laughs> to give you about 20 yards of Oh Happy Day. And so... Um, <laughs> We we look forward to it as as alumni, and uh, I think the band likes to the, the current band likes to play it too, and they do oblige us, you know, by playing it at Oh Happy Day. So it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, we just play it mainly at homecoming. All right, and I got one last question here from you. From uh, let's see, Hollow asks, uh, how can we get the band to more away games? Um, points out that Kofi really wanted to see the band at more away games, which he, he definitely did. So I guess the overall question is, what are your thoughts? What do you think it'll take to get the band at more away games? Ooh-wee. Now, that's 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 a hot topic right there. <laughs> that is truly a hot topic. And I say that because there are, there are two parts to this. The first part is that um, bands would have an unofficial rule in that if you come to us, we'll come to you. Um, so when we go and visit a band, then we expect that, you know, through communication with them, that we go to you, then the next year that we play, then you will come back to us. And that way it helps both the school, uh, both schools and both athletic departments. What I look at in terms of that happening is saying, okay, we come to that agreement. Everybody's responsible for their own travel, Right. We're responsible for getting to that game like we go to Southern and Southern's responsible for getting back to Tallahassee. Same thing with any other band. That so 
um, there are a couple of bands that we owe trips to, and there are a couple of you know bands that owe trips to us because they didn't return, you know, they didn't return the favor. And so we have to come up with something uh, between the athletic departments, between the schools, and and say, hey, this is what we want. This will help us both. When we come to your town and we come into your stadium, we're going to bring, you know, two, 3,000 people. And when you come to, to brag, then you may bring two, 3,000 people. And so we all want to enhance that HBCU experience. So why don't we work together to see if we can make that happen? Um, and so that's, for me, if we get that together, then I think everybody wins. It's a win-win um, especially when you have the schools and the athletic departments concerned. If you go outside of that, it's almost like you're paying. Like if I if I had the money to pay for the band to go to say the Southern game, and I had hundred thousand dollars just sitting around, say okay, well here go to Southern. I just blew a hundred thousand dollars, not blowing, but I just gave the band a hundred thousand dollars to go to Southern. Southern gets the gate. Southern gets the concessions. Southern gets the hype. They get all that. Then the next year, they don't come back, right? right. So I just right. I paid a hundred thousand dollars for them to get a free concert. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of where sometimes when depending on who you talk to, that's where that's where the difference comes in. You know, do we do we just give that you know give that money offhand? Off you know, we go and raise it we raise it with the expectation that somebody else will come back and do the same thing. Where's the return on investment? Um, and so we have to kind of work on that and get that kind of laid out. And then once you can do that, I think everything will work out well for you. Well said, well said. Well, we, we definitely going to have you back on later, Victor, uh, later on, probably maybe even definitely into the fall. Uh, Cause you know, we, 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 we miss our, you know, uh, we miss having our band expert. So, you know, you might have to become the official band expert <laughs> of OMG, uh, you know, since we don't have uh, Kofi. I love, Kofi would always be playing some – well, he would – what would he do, Calvin? I know he he had a thing about Southern where he would just be like, I, I can't even duplicate it. I'm going to have to find the clip <laughs> with just hearing him duplicate Southern. But, but Victor, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Loud and wrong. Loud, loud, loud and wrong. A, a bunch <laughs> of half and whole notes. <laughs> right. That's it. Uh, Victor, let people know where they can follow you, find you, and find your work. And uh, then we'll talk offline about uh, stuff down the road. Okay. Um, I am on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, VRG Photography, that has my photography, uh, all of my photography work. Um, I do have a Facebook page also, Victor R. Gaines uh, for FAMU. Um, I am on Twitter under Bruce Wayne 100, Bruce Wayne 100. Um, Instagram is VRG Photography 91. And FAMU DM1 is my personal page. So I think I'm pretty much everywhere. I don't do Snapchat. Um, <laughs> But those are the places. And then um, my website is vrgphotography.smugmug.com. So I will, you know, post some of my work there as well. All right. All right. Well, hey, uh, we, we appreciate your time tonight. Um, thank you. Uh, I, great interactions. I know I know a lot of people 
um, on, on the chats. Really loved that. And there were a ton of other questions. So, you know, what we yeah. have to do is maybe just do a, an online session. Yeah, we have to do a part two and kind of yeah. and, and, uh, and get some of these other questions because uh, uh, a lot of good stuff, a lot of topics um, that we yeah. can get in. Just let me know. Um, you know, uh, you know. My apologies for the, the 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 problems that happen over here. I think sometimes my computer's like one of the old Buicks. You know, it take about thirty minutes to get started. Um, but um, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank hey, you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys go follow Victor. Go find him on his uh, platforms and where he is. And uh, make sure, uh, show him some love, support, let him know you appreciate him coming on the show and uh, that you're looking forward to part two. So, Victor, appreciate you. Have a good night now, all right? Um, thanks, you too. All right. Victor Gaines uh, joining us. Um, let's take a short break. I see our next guest, the Hall of Famer, the killer. He is in the green room waiting to come in. So, coming up in a short two minutes, we're going to talk to the Hall of Famer himself, Henry Killer Lawrence uh, in just two minutes. Hang tight. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. I have in me the ability to make you a better you. So if you work hard, focus, stay on point, you can do anything. Trust me. We made this track. Tell everybody they can follow their dreams. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E.com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, KeversVoice.com. Always on, all the time. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. Remember the revival? Relive the remix. Reunite for the Orange Blossom Classic. HBCU reunion experience. It's year three, baby, and we back with that fire. Calling all HBCU fans. Labor Day weekend. The I Love Jackson State University takes on the Venomous Florida A&M University. Tickets are on sale now. Watch the game in premium style seating or watch it from a luxury suite. And of course, you know the halftime show. It's going to be epic right here in the 305. The sonic boom of the South and the illustrious Marching 100. Who you rocking with? The 2023 Orange Blossom Classic. Don't miss the HBCU reunion experience. Labor Day weekend, Miami Gardens, Florida, Hard Rock Stadium. Trust me, we'll see you there. Oh, oh, oh. Check out orangeblossomclassic.com for tickets and info. All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, Marcus, and it is a pleasure to be joined by the Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer, a floor, uh, recently inducted 
into the Black College Football Hall of Fame, a Florida A&M University Athletics Hall of Famer, and All-American, uh, Henry Killer Lawrence. And we we had him, and then we lost him. And so we just keep with the theme of the internet sucking today. So the uh, internet sucks. The internet live sucks. Live TV. So he will I, – I, yeah, live TV, exactly. See, I was petitioning. See, I know you guys out there watching us and, and on the chat room, you love the live stuff, but this – this live stuff is not for the birds. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Especially when um, there's be- especially when there's bad weather, man. It's storming outside here, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a couple of flickers. Uh, so hopefully, I, you know, I. Uh oh. I just saw what, something what flicker in the background. You saw something? No, I don't know what that was. Let's see. It Hold went on. dark. It was like Halloween or something. All right. Hold on. We got Mr. Lawrence here. Let's see. Mr. Lawrence, we got you, sir. Are you there? Let's see. Make sure he's not on mute. Can you hear us, Mr. Lawrence? No. Test one, two, three. Mr. Lawrence. Let's see. Make sure your mic, your mute, you unmute your mic there, sir. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know if you can if you can hear me. Give me a thumbs up there, Mr. Lawrence. I don't know. Sure, maybe he he can't hear me. That might be the issue. I don't want to put him out. Let me see if we can have you log back in. Let me see. Let me try to put him back out and bring him back in. Um, EA dropping some trivia questions. Let's try one more time. To see if we got Mr. Lawrence in there. Mr. Lawrence, are you there? We can't hear him. Yeah, I don't think we can hear him. Um, and I, I know usually if I feel like if we could get him to log out and log back in, I'm not really sure how we can get that communicated over. I, I think so. He just heard maybe. Let me see now. Mr. Lawrence, are you there? Test one, two. All right. Maybe by the time he comes back in, what were you saying, Kelvin? Now you're on mute, Kelvin. All right. Y'all can hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. What do you, yeah, what do you yeah, got? It, it blacked out. Though. Uh, you know, the power went out, man. But it... <laughs> Yeah, I thought I saw a flicker in the background. I was like, uh-oh, this is looking like watch out for um, Jason or Freddie or somebody. I was like, I saw the lights flicker. Yeah, it, it went out on me, but um, I'm back now. It, it came back on. So that that's your, what is that? Is that the fire alarm? Is that the house alarm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to reset it. You need to, you need <laughs> to go do that real quick? Yeah. All right, you go do that. Good Lord. I'm a, now... Mark, oh, hold on. I kicked Marcus out. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm having a day now. Let's oh see. Mr. God. Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence. Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm we sorry, got you. I'm, I'm technically challenged. <laughs> hey, look, between that's okay because we are too. We got all kinds of connection issues going on. <laughs> the internet is just unkind to, to us today. Uh, it's just one of those days. So uh, don't sweat it at all. Don't sweat it all. How you doing this evening, sir? 
I'm good. Feeling feeling pretty good. Well, first off, uh, first off, on behalf of the Rattlers who are in the various chat rooms, we say congratulations to you, sir, on uh, the induction into the Black College Football Hall of Fame this uh, this past weekend. Uh, let's start there before we get into talking about your fabulous career um, and and what you doing, what you what things you've been doing after football. What was the experience this weekend like for you? It feels good. <laughs> it was a great experience. Doug Williams and James Harris uh, doing a phenomenal job in building the, the brand of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, along with Greg Coleman and many of the others. Uh, Mel Blunt, um, there, it, it just goes on and on. Adrian Allison from the NFL Hall of Fame and uh, Baker, former president of the uh, Hall of Fame and the NFL also, and the teams. They're, they're really, um, they're, they're doing it right. Yeah, um, you know, I, I heard a clip, you know, you just blessed us a little bit with that, with that amazing voice you had. I heard a little snippet of the interview uh, where, where you did a little singing on stage. Um, uh, oh, what, what song? I forgot. What song did you sing? Um, I, I didn't catch the whole question what? again. It was, it was Teddy, wasn't it? Well, Teddy? I started with a little oh, bit of the uh, Teddy Pendergrass song, This yeah. Gift, This Gift of Life. Yes. yes. And also, um, Wake Up Everybody. Yeah. That's what it was. I heard, I heard the clip with Wake Up Everybody. Um, when when you look around that room, um, and I, I I know I saw the picture of just the FAMU greats that are in the in that Hall of Fame. But when you just look around that room in general, some of your peers, guys you played against or played with, and then others that maybe came before you or after you, where what what kind of what kind of thoughts? Uh, uh, come through your mind as a as a former player, but just being a a black college football player and and seeing uh w- what what can we as current fans of the sport and alums what can we take away from what we've seen in that room? Well, the one thing you take away is that black colleges still have um, a high degree of excellence. It comes out of the talent-wise. Also, um, academically, we um, we're right at the top. It's it's not um, accented uh, in the in the whole spectrum, but there's a lot of excellence that come out of the HBCUs, and I saw much of it uh, there. And not just athletics, but also academics. As that President Robinson and was there from FAMU and athletic director. Um, they, they were all kind of people, Mike Madden, John Madden, son, Madden Charities, the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it goes on and on in the NFL team support. Um, and these guys, I played against many of them, Ed Jones and Midlant and, and just to, to be, have the camaraderie with these guys and guys that were combat with, it's, it's, it's real special. It really is. It, it's hard to express the special um, emotions and feelings that you have for these guys. Um, go ahead, Kelvin. Go ahead and ask. Uh, you got next up. I want you to kind of talk about 
Uh, I like to know, speaking of black excellence and actually FAMU football and beyond excellence, Ken Riley is going into the Hall of Fame this year, uh, the NFL Hall of Fame, no doubt. Uh, I want, I kind of want to know, I know you came to FAMU a little bit after Ken, but I also know you was on some of those Raiders teams that I'm sure y'all competed against each other. But just kind of talk about when you met Ken, your relationship, and your thoughts of him going into the NFL Hall of Fame. Ken, Ken was a very special human being, but Ken wasn't just a flea. Ken could have gone to Oxford if he wanted. He could have gone to Harvard. Yeah, he was a, he was a serious scholar. Uh, and I had an opportunity to, to participate in his uh, golf tournaments for charity that he raised for scholarships. So I had an opportunity to get to know him. But I am so uh, disappointed that he didn't get to smell the roses uh, when it should, have, it should have been 25, 30 years ago. Um, and this happening with a lot of our guys, um, even with with uh, Bob and uh, yeah. so many so many guys that, that, that they don't get to smell the roses. I'm glad that I got an opportunity to smell the roses with the Black College Hall of Fame. Hopefully, maybe I'll get to smell the roses with the NFL Hall of Fame. That's but right. That's I've right. I've been nominated a couple of times. Uh, so it it he left the league leading in pretty much every category, um, but he he's in there now. Uh, but I, I'm just regretful that he didn't get an opportunity to see it while he was here with us. His wife will uh, be uh, standing in represent, but we we all we miss him, and he did so many great things for not just for family but for. Polk County for kids, scholarships, all kind of things that he did. Uh, by the way, I totally agree. You and Greg Coleman have excellent cases and should be in the Hall of Fame. And hopefully you will all get to smell those roses. Uh, my follow-up is, do you, do you have any plans? Are you going to be able to make it to a Ken's ceremony? I'm sorry, say it again. Are you going to be able to make it to Ken's uh, ceremony at the uh, NFL Hall of Fame? I'm definitely going to try. Yes. All right. Marcus, are you going to be there? I'm, I'm going to try. I'm yeah, definitely going to try. I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be there. If any trip this summer, I know I want to be there, you know. So, Marcus, what do you got? Well, I will see evening, you there. Mr. Lawrence. Good evening, Mr. Lawrence. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, throughout your collegiate and professional career, what would you consider, what event or moment would you consider the pinnacle of your professional and collegiate football, or football career? Professionally, um, I'd have to say that the three Super Bowls were were the tops. Uh, the last one um, was probably the more the one because it was in my back door. I'm from Tampa Bay and we had it in Tampa. Uh, but the most gratifying one was when we played the Philadelphia Eagles because we played them early in the season as well as we played the Redskins also. But I had like four or five sacks <laughs> against Claude Humphrey. And I don't know how good I he still was getting there 
and he was talking. He was talking. That homeboy, you trying to kill me? And bam, sack. <laughs> Even I had him on the ground, laying on top of him. He still got a sack. So, but he paid me the greatest compliment after the game. Say, look, don't get on yourself. Say, cause screwed. You've been the best tackle in the league since you've been in the lineup. I've been watching you. He said, and I studied this game, and and I just knew what Jim was going to do, and he was going to step back, and and I studied, and he was right. You know, what I mean, I blocked him. He was one of the great ones. His arm was about five feet long, <laughs> but one of my actually one of my heroes, uh, him, Art Shells, and the Bob Browns, probably no no question that the most awesome offensive tackle to play in the NFL history. Um, those guys uh, looked up to him, and they they complimented me before I went to the Raiders. So there's so many things I'm so thankful. Just as a quick follow-up, Mr. Lawrence, and since you mentioned uh, Mr. Humphrey, who was the toughest person for you to block? You had to ask me. <laughs> you know, uh, I can't say I block him, uh, but but there's no doubt Reggie White probably the most dominant in as a defensive line in NFL history. Um, and I I wasn't he wasn't on me, but they set up a scheme I guess to protect the right guard, and he was on the center. And and anybody studying and looking at him know that you can't do three reads and come back, two reasons, come back and block Reggie White because he was running through the the, uh, the, the centers. So I'm reading the, the linebacker and I'm reading outside and I come back, bam, you know, he's right there. So and there's no no question, Reggie White, probably the most dominant uh, defensive in, in my team. There's some, there's some great ones there, but Reggie was the most dominant. Mm. Oh, well, thank you. Some somebody in uh, one of our one of our uh, one of our uh, listeners in the chat room, uh, who was it? Was it Bull? Bull had asked uh, about Ed Too Tall Jones. Uh, what was it like playing Too Tall Jones in school? I only got to play him my senior year, and he uh, it. I started the game at fullback. But uh, and they gave me the ball, and I come. I got a few, but Ed knocked me on my butt. Uh, but nobody could block him. I mean, Ed was jumping over people's head back then. Uh, <laughs> so I went to the line, and and I had to play him. I, I think I did a decent job, but it's hard to do a great job against Ed Tutal Jones. But I I um I was able to 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 do okay, but but they had they had such great players on the team. It's you get one. Uh, beat, you know, then you got to deal with the rest of them. But Ed Tutal Jones was a dominant force, even in the NFL when I had to play against him. So, so who do you, who do you, uh, who did you get the best of? I know we just asked two back-to-back questions of who got you, but, but who did you, you know, maybe a Hall of Famer that, that who, you got his number, and when, when you see each other in these alumni things that you kind of like, that he kind of looks at you like, Bro, you were just killer. You, you you kill me every time. 
Well, I, I had some that I, I had some rough time with. Jacob Green was one. He I had nightmare uh, games with him, but I also dealt with him. And Claude Humphrey, I had a nightmare game with him, but then I had a chance to come back and redeem myself to the point where I short-setted him, and he got frustrated, and he head-slapped me, and the ref threw the flag on him. <laughs> he picked the you flag up, and he threw the ref, and I said him. <laughs> My my toughest time were long, and of course I had to practice against John Matusak and Charles Figure, who both would go to camp at three twenty-five, three thirty to deal with them five times, two times a day, five times, five days a week. So I stayed beat up. So a game when we got to a game, I was it was like in most cases because. Uh, it, my games, it was tough just in practice. But those, a few guys I had at the time, Art Steele was one I had some I had some problems with. Uh, uh, Forey, who was, I think, Detroit. Uh, I had some time with him. Uh, Bonnie Shavers. I, 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 I had some time with all of them, but then there was some, I had some pretty good, had some pretty good days also. Nice. The problem uh, is that we held the ball so long. So playing offensive tackle uh, with the Raiders was probably one of the hardest positions in the NFL is to decide from playing. Yeah, you got you guys uh you guys were were a running team uh with the Raiders. I I, I you, you just brought up a memory. You were talking about the head slap. That's that Deacon Jones move, correct? That uh I always remember my father telling me stories about how they outlawed that move. And Deacon Jones would, would do that head slap on, on uh, offensive linemen's helmets uh, to daze them. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's some stuff. Um, okay, I got another question for you. It comes from our chats. And, and I'm hoping he has the answer to this. This is, you know, so I'm, I'm going on a wing here. But uh, our... We've got somebody that asks a trivia question. What do you, Ken Riley, Greg Coleman, all have in common? Do you do you know that answer? Mm-hmm. I, I uh, say again. Say it again. So he he asked the what do you, Ken Riley, and Greg Coleman all have in common? They all were great players. They were great personalities. They also were great leaders, great athletes. Um, they were they were all ex- but they were great scholars too. All right, all right. I I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know if EA. If you're in the uh, chats, you you need to put up is that the is that the answer you were looking for from Mr. Lawrence? You know, sometimes these chat rooms uh they. they our, our rattling nation in the chat room get a little uh get a little uh get a little tough. Kelvin, you got any more questions there for Mr. Lawrence? Yeah, you was part of the Raiders dynasty. You know, like I say, you won three championships. What was it like on those teams? And what was it like being coached by John Madden specifically? And then who were you close to on, on those Raiders teams? There was a there was a high level of 
camaraderie, but there also was a high level of confidence and, and preparation uh, in that. And we knew that we played well, chances are we could win. There were some of those games that we bowled. Um, we lost some heartbreaking games because of us being predictable. Uh, not the team were physically better than us, but they more prepared because they could predict what we were going to do. Mm. Marcus, how about how about you? Any other uh, any questions for Mr. Lawrence? I do just want to get his insight or opinion on what's going on today as it relates to HBCUs. And I know you mentioned earlier all the 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 proliferation of talent when you were at FAMU, and we even mentioned some of those names of some of your contemporaries. Can you foresee? getting at least back to some of that talent accumulation based on what you've seen happen in the last few years and almost a resurgence, resurgence, if you will, in HBCU football and some of the, the players who are now highly rated by the recruiting services choosing to go to HBCUs? I think that um, the, 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 the level, uh, the field is it, 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 it level again, but but I think the individuals that are recruited is a big part of it. And you get students who are the, the black colleges and they get the experience, the experience of being in that environment, it sometimes can uh, make that happen. And then also there are many parents that would love to see their kids go to, to HBC, uh, you, but some of the uh, coaches, uh, recruiters, kind of have a, uh, an inferiority thought about going after some of these blue chip athletes, uh, parade all American cases they can get them. The parents are important, but the bottom line is you got to, you got to make the effort to get them and you get them in. Uh, there's a lot of competition, but they're there. And there are many of them that don't even get an opportunity to go to college and play. Well, thank you, Mr. Lawrence. Um, Mr. Lawrence, before we before we let you go, um, you were obviously a, you were two time All American at FAMU. Uh, one of the things that I went back when I was going back through, no, I was years, six time. Six I'm time. sorry, I'm sorry, my bad. See, that's the FAMU FAMU. Uh, <laughs> I, I made all of them my junior year. Junior year, which year? Senior, junior and senior year, correct? And won my junior year. Okay. Uh, what uh, you get that? Say that again for me, because I think your your uh, the connection dropped on me. Say that again. I made I made all of Pittsburgh Curry All America my junior year, and my senior year I made Pittsburgh Curry plus four other uh, teams. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that, that's good to know. I, that, uh, Oh, we may have lost this connection. Um, that little nugget I pulled from, see, we in the media guy that I was, uh, you know, doing my little research from that, uh, has our FAMU records. 
it only mentions when it says all Americans, it only says two-time college all-Americans, 72, 73. Doesn't give the details about the multiple. As he just said, he was a multiple, you know, uh what what today what you'd call a consensus because you have so many different magazines that uh publish all American teams. So his senior year, as he was saying, he was not only probably the Pittsburgh Courier, but you also had probably two or three other organizations that uh, uh, listed him as an All-American. I think he is trying to jump back in with us. Uh, I'm going to give him a second. Let's see if we get Mr. Lawrence's signal back in. So that's just one of those. Here we go. Let's see. All right, we got you back, Mr. Lawrence. Uh, let's see if we can't. I can't hear you. We, uh, maybe un, let's see. As you see a mute button there, maybe unmute that. Let's see if I got you. Any any luck with you there? Let's see. Test one two. We don't have you. Uh, let's see. There we go. Let me see. Any luck there, Mr. Lawrence? Mr. Lawrence. Let's see. Not not hearing you here. Um, I was going to ask him one more question here of you, Mr. Lawrence. Uh, I don't think we, we've we got him. Hello? We'll try one more time. All righty. I don't think we... Let's see. Mr. Lawrence, you there? Doesn't think it's going to work out for us, fellas. All right. Well, um, we're not hearing. Let's see. We're not We're not catching Mr. Lawrence right now. Um, man, that stinks. I have one more, one more last question to kind of ask him here before we close the door. I want to give a proper signal, you know, and, and, and a thanks for him joining us. Um, but one of the interesting things I was going to ask him was about his time at FAMU because he played for four different coaches. I think if my timeline is correct, obviously Jake Gaither retired in 1969. And I think Mr. Lawrence, Henry Lawrence, came to FAMU in 70. Now, he may have came earlier. He might have been a part of the 69 team, in which case – Instead of playing for three different head coaches, he played for four. Uh, but he played for Robert Pete Griffin, who was the year after Jake Gaither, Clarence Montgomery, and James Big Jim Williams. Those were the three primary coaches that he played for. I didn't know if he had a chance to play with Gaither. Let's see. One last time here. Let's see. We got. Yeah, we got you now, Mr. Lawrence. All right. I'm sorry about that. No, that's all right, sir. That's all right. Um, I was just letting people know you, you clarified you, uh, for us about the you were the you were a multi All American candidate your senior year in college. But let me ask about your time at FAMU before we let you go. You, what year did you come into FAMU? What year did you enter uh, at FAMU? The fall of 1970. Okay, uh, so you 
Okay, so you were you you came in kind of right after uh, Coach Gaither had retired, and so I guess right. my question you had you had uh, you actually played under three different head coaches uh, under that time. What were some of your impressions of those teams? When you look back, what was FAMU like in those? Because you were part of that team after Coach uh, Coach Gaither. What was it like? For for you and those and those teams, what was the style and identity of those teams uh, following uh, the retirement of uh, Coach Gaither? Well, they had the talent there. My freshman year, I think we probably had probably had 10, 15 All Americans uh, freshmen. Uh, coach Pete Griffin was the uh, the head coach. He came from the defensive coordinator to head coach, and then my second year. Coach Montgomery took over, and he's the one that came down and signed me. But uh, we were moving pretty good. Uh, then he and Coach Kizentrum hit, and then uh, in the winter, uh, they, they, they hired Coach Jim Williams, who made Blake High School in Tampa legendary, and uh, University of Tampa. And he came in um, and I think revamped the program and, 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 and brought in some serious and set the stage for another dynasty. But they had him and Coach Gates had some, some issues. So it, after the spring, it got him fired. But I thought, I thought it was a big mistake because that, it, it would have been another dynasty where they probably brought in another five or ten uh, championships. Hmm. Okay. He convinced me to That's... switch back over to offensive tackle. Interesting and, nugget. Yeah, that's an interesting nugget indeed. And and then of course in the uh you were the uh 19th pick of the first round in going into that 74 year. You're actually I think my records still say you are the only the first and only first round draft pick from FAMU uh in the NFL draft, um, what was what was it like to be the first round, first round draft pick back then? It was it, it was kind of numbing because I, my goal when I went to college really wasn't to go to the NFL because I, I didn't even watch it. But uh, uh, I and uh, I got the call on draft day. Uh, Coach Madden personally called me. Mm. And uh, but and he he well, I flew out and he sat me down and he said, "Hey, like that middle of life commercial he started doing. <laughs> when did you learn to pass protect like that? You look like you've been coached." <laughs> 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 coach, coach uh, Jim Williams, Coach Jim Williams personally uh, worked with me and in my high school coach, Coach Jimmy Kamadi. Uh, I, I had some some great coaching along the way, and and he personally stepped in, but he saw me in, in a, at the Senior Bowl uh, practicing, and I held my own. Um, I was there with some of the greats, uh, Ed Jones, Fred Cook, Don Reese, all these guys were like, and he said that at draft time, you can't get the best player coming out in the NFL. He said, but I want that guy that can block him, and that's how I ended up with the Raiders. 
Nice. That's a smart move. Smart move by Coach Madden, man. A, a, a great coach, a great man by, by all accounts that I've heard. Um, hey, Mr. Lawrence, man, we, we appreciate the time this evening. Uh, I want to give you the last word. Any any thoughts you want to share with us? Any, any special thanks to shout out you want to give? I want to give you the last word. Well, I'd just like to say that um, because, you know, we, we, we are the predominantly black institution, but times have changed so drastically. I think that uh, that we also need to somewhat change our mindset of dealing with it because of the world, the technology and everything. And I think that there shouldn't be a, an athlete that's out there that we think we need to get that we shouldn't go after and not just Florida and everybody, but with when we when we do we have to present a program and have our stuff in order because a lot of parents have influence over their kids and a lot of them would love to see their kids go to the black schools there's nothing like you get an opportunity to, to be in charge to, to be an equal uh and also advance but then you have to also did sometimes discriminate racial but that uh you got to be prepared for that and the athletes when they go on in all it's going to go uh to the pros so i say when you go in don't go in just think i'm a football baseball basketball player i'm going to get an education so that i can apply it if i don't make it even if you do make it and that's it to them Yes, sir. Well said. Well said. Well, um, do you do you get up to you get up to Tallahassee for uh, for games uh, or, or during the during the regular season? I, I do get up there. I'm going to try to get up there at least a couple of three times this year. Hopefully, I'll, I'll see you guys up there. I, I was just going to say that I'll, I'll make sure to reach out to you. I got your number, and so uh, I, I'll give you a call, and we'll try to you know when we you know try to have you. We'll try to look for you and, and, and try to talk in person, okay? Okay, appreciate that. All right, again, thank you. Congratulations, sir, yep. uh, and, and uh, be well. And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, in the fall, all right? All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Lawrence. I like you were just in time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... And so, yeah, we'll say thank you to, to uh, Mr. Lawrence. I know EA jumped in and said yeah. Beta New Chapter is going to be in Canton. I, and I think that's what he was hinting at. He was saying that uh, uh, when he when I asked that question, that all three of those gentlemen uh, are part of that uh, Beta New uh, Alpha Chapter. Uh, even Bull jumped in. So uh, shout, out to, shout out to the brothers of... Uh, Beta new. Um, thank you, Tim Rattie. Thank you for uh, for recognizing. We we try, we try around here. Two great interviews today. You know, it's kind of kind of a, a light news, kind of light news surrounding FAMU athletics. Everything's good, no issues anywhere. Although you know, I know there's stuff that we could, could talk about. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about, but. Uh, Maybe we'll get into that. We'll get into the woods with that stuff next week. But I do want to remind everybody, again, send your ideas, uh, just like you kind of did earlier. Uh, send your ideas for our nominations for the ONG Awards 
uh, best play, best social media account, whatever it is, send it to ongstrikezone at gmail.com. You can also reach us on our social media page at ongstrikezone, but I'd prefer if you send it to the uh, Gmail account, uh, ongstrikezone at Gmail, and then that way I can kind of aggregate it. What we're going to try to do, guys, is maybe put together some nominees we, we, uh, us three I'm, I'm 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 saying it while we're all here live us three we're gonna have to come up with some nominees and then what we'll do is we'll kind of put some some polls out mm-hmm. and kind of and, and maybe let the fans let the viewers of the show kind of help decide who who these awards go to uh so that's that's our assignment over the next few days so that way we can put something out this weekend because uh, this we get into that side look there's no nba there's no hockey the usfl i think is it over i feel like the xfl is over but the usfl might be over you got college baseball for those you got mlb uh soccer uh, you know so anyway oh uh, yeah you got tennis it's uh it's it's slim it's slim right now so this is a great time to start getting that kind of content together and uh, we'll do that. Uh, let me run through uh, Marcus, any final thoughts for uh, tonight? Anything you want to touch on quickly before we close the show? Uh, well, we got to get, get a disclaimer for old coach Simmons. Don't get dragged into stuff. Is he, is he, is he getting, is he getting, is he getting caught? Is he getting caught up in, in stuff in Twitter, Twitter battles? What's he doing out there? Uh, well, let me just say, from the years of being on MEAC fans, there are certain groups and certain schools that you don't want to get entangled with. Uh-oh. That's all I'm going to say, because they don't let go. They will not let go. Are we talking that, that group from out of... Uh, you talking about it? You talking about I'm it, Jeff? Go, I'm not going to name names, because it's talking, like Candyman. We talking about it. Okay, I didn't see that interview. Um, Was it what... Jeff likes yeah, give me give me the uh, the the Cliff Notes version. What was said? What what came out of it? I don't. I, I heard. I haven't watched it. I've only seen the clip, so it's all you know biased. But is that, is learned... the, are you talking about the clip where he talked about the the self inflicted wounds were all on us? Is that what you're talking well, about? I'm, not, I'm just talking in general. I'm just talking in general because you know Kelvin knows. Going back on Miak fans, there's certain fan bases. And I'm making it plural because there's more than one that you say one thing and it's like, <laughs> and they just latch on and would just be like a pit bull. Just, not just, just ignorance, just ignorance and foolishness. So yeah, you, so me, you waste, you're wasting your breath talking to them. So <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I get from what I read he, or what I saw, I saw a brief snippet of it, and all he said was the self-inflicted wounds. Well, uh, he, you know, not, not it was a good that. interview. Yeah, yeah no, no, it, no it, I watched the whole interview. It was a good interview. Okay. He didn't say anything out the way, but you know, again, ignorance don't need a reason. One, one <laughs> statement. God bless it. Those tigers, man, I tell you, they see this is anyway, we just. Look, that, that's is, what I'm saying. It's all, it is what it is. It's fun. It is, it is fun. what it is. It's all fun. And see, that's what I'm saying. That's that's why, you know, when we did the thing, uh, top games of the year on the sports wrap, I had to put that 59-3 to game on there 
because culturally it was so significant. I can't recall a game in which two top tier teams and was such a such a massive one-sided, lopsided game. And for obvious reasons, right? We understand what was going on at our end. Jackson State fans don't care about that. We understand that. They don't care about that. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I mean, you know, because they got scoreboard at any They got scoreboard. And coach said that too. Yes. And and they will continue to throw look, I've even had semi somehow I was I remember I asked a question, uh, you know, I and talking about Jackson State's first four games. And I here's the question I asked. Are they gonna be 0-4? Yeah, I, I said, what's the percentage, right? I just wanted somebody I, I to give me. Some I eye. would not, I would not shy away from that. Yeah, that, I, is, I, that is a possibility now, and and you wouldn't believe. I'm not predicting that, by the way, now, but right, but it's possible. But the odds, okay, so but the odds, though, if you were a bookmaker, and see, this is I listen to shows, and I, I I'm I'm into this stuff all the time. If you were a bookmaker, if you were thinking of props college football season's coming up and there's all kinds of props. If you were putting a prop out there saying, what are the odds that Jackson state goes? Oh, and four, how about zero and three, if not, zero and three, zero and four, right. You, you'd put odds on it. You'd say it's probably, I don't know, plus something or minus something to happen. You know, uh, the, the likelihood of it happening, it, it, you know, I'm not saying it's 50, 50, but, you know, I was just curious what people and man, you wouldn't believe it. Particular particulars from Jackson State would jump in, and I'm just like, I'm just asking the question. I'm not really trying to debate y'all. And eventually, y'all somebody somebody threw the score up. So I literally like it just random. I'm just gonna throw it out there, like throwing S against a wall. It's like, oh, here's the score. What y'all talking about? I'm like, oh man, come on. Oh, Brian, see. I get it because um, I'm a Falcons fan too. So you know, I get it all the time. Oh, you get the, you get that 28 to yeah. <laughs> you get 28 to three. Yeah. Anytime. But, but hey, but but to that, since we we just brought it up real quick, we're gonna jump off it. But I mean, South Carolina State, FAMU, Southern, and Texas State. Yeah. I mean, that's a legitimate question. Yeah, that's a tough early schedule. Yeah, I'm I'm listening. I'm listening to them. I want to see what they say. You know, I want to see how honest are they with themselves? You know, be, I want to see, be, you know, because there, there's there's some intelligent fans in that yeah. in that fan base that probably will say we're not going four and oh, you know, there, there might be some that'll confess to going two and two, you know, which which is probably more realistic than it is unrealistic. If if I'm personally being honest with you, you know, now the question is you could debate which two are the wins and which two are the losses. That's more, that's more, if, if we just want to have those kind of debates, if you were in another place, Hey, that's a great debate topic. Which two are the wins, which two are the losses and why, you know, but, right. and then, uh, that's, that's, that's enough of them. All right. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I would. You know, Willie, Willie's Coach Simmons got to be careful about there because man, but he's got his degree in marketing, so oh, uh, he's hyping this. Yeah, he's working it. He's working it. Trust me, he's working it. Uh, what do you got, Kelvin? Any any final thoughts? Any any anything we we left off? Anything you want to touch on? No, man. This this weather, man. I'm I'm afraid. It, you know, my power gonna go back off. I know half of the city is already off, but I'm oh. good right now. So so no, you got I'm generator. 
You got well, a generator at the house? No, I do not. Ooh, well, I do have one, but it's, it's not I on. I, I'm not trying to connect it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, since I put this together, we'll end the show with this. Uh, mm. This, of course, was the Black College Football Hall of Fame class. Uh, as you can see there towards the bottom, or actually, no, at the top, you see Henry Lawrence. And you also see Tyrone McGriff uh, from Florida A&M also was inducted. Uh, those two uh, offensive offensive linemen, you, you can see uh, uh, Mr. Lawrence there. Um, and then, of course, you had a three-time All-American uh, at FAMU uh, was Tyrone McGriff. And he was uh, also in the College Football Hall of Fame. I was checking that out in prep for the show. Tyrone was? Mm-hmm. So he's one of four FAMU people, uh, including the College Football Hall of Fame, including last year, actually it's two years ago, uh, Coach Rudy Hubbard, uh, Coach Jake Gaither was installed in 1975, uh, Tyrone McGriff Billy. in 1996 and Willie Gallimore in 1999. Isn't Billy Joe also in the College Football Hall of Fame? He is. When I search FAMU, he's not listed, so he might be listed under another college. Oh, I think he did get inducted, but he's not listed under FAMU, at least uh-huh. according to the database for the College Football Hall of Fame. All right. All right. And uh, and Henry Lawrence, is he? he's not in the College Football Hall of Fame. He's not listed. Okay. Yet, yet he should hopefully, yet. hopefully he should get in. He should hopefully get in. Um, and then this was a picture that I really liked, and this came from the uh, Twitter handle from Ad Sykes. Uh, Doctor Robinson was in the house, but you can see the <clears throat> some rattlers there. Um, and I don't know. I I don't have the official number. So if anybody knows offhand and can quickly type it in the chat, how many Rattlers are in the Black College Football Hall of Fame? Um, Yeah, Chuck Hunt said, uh, yes, Billy Joe is in the – well, no, no, Chuck, we were talking about the College Football Hall of Fame, not the the Black He is listed, but they have him listed under coach and – I guess they have his record. They have his total record, but they list Central State University. Central State, okay. 246 wins, 131 losses, and four ties. They don't mention FAMU or his career at Miles. Okay. Well, I mean, Central State is where he I, – I, to be honest, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where he probably did his most damage. I mean, he had, I think he had a 10-year career at both FAMU and Central State. But if you look at the body of work in the 10 years, I think what he did at Central State is just a hair bit better mm-hmm. than what he did at uh, FAMU. And that's mm-hmm. saying a lot, right? Yes. And his bio does mention FAMU and, and Central State and uh, Miles. But when you search it, the only school that pulls up is Central State. And you just list, I guess for someone who's at multiple schools, it just lists them as coach or player. Right. versus assigning the one specific one. But he is in the Hall of Fame, the College Football Hall of Fame. And this and is hard. In 2007 was his induction 
date. And that that's hard to believe that Rudy Hubbard is in the College Football Hall of Fame, but not in the Black College Football Hall of Fame. That's odd. Are we sure about that, Chuck? I mean, I'll take your word on it. That yeah, seems that seems, that seems off. I don't. You may be. I don't know if you're right or not on that one, Chuck. I'll take your word on it. I'm, I'm not going to doubt you. I haven't done the, the research. I, I guess it does make me want to go through the list again and find the total number of FAMU inductees. But but again, there's a photo there uh, via uh, VP Sykes. That was from her Twitter handle um, around some of the FAMU legends that were on. I know you see uh, Coleman there in the front right next to Dr. Robinson. Uh, so may I'll put together a list. I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll work on that and try to, We'll try to we'll try to pin down a little more accuracy uh, for these Hall of Famers because I uh, these Hall of Fame lists, you know, I think uh, we'll do that. So I just wanted to share that because I I worked on this thing, so I was like, man, we got to put this out. All right, well, guys, that's gonna do it. Uh, Want to remind you, anybody who's watching the show. Please take a moment if you can. Feel free to donate to the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always uh, hit the super chat. You can drop a drop a bucket in there. Uh, you can also hit us up on, uh, as you see on the scroll, you can make a donation on our Square Link app or Cash app. Dollar sign my JBM my BCSN. Uh, help us keep this chain this train rolling, and uh, of course you can always. Make a donation there. Please make sure you're following the Black College Sports Network at MyBCSN1 and then also following the uh, Jericho Broadcast Network's uh, YouTube page, MyJBN1. Rudy Rudy was a finalist, but he, yeah, he was a finalist this year, as a matter of fact. He made the final four oh. list, but I, as a coach, but evidently he didn't make the final. Okay, so they they went with Pete Rich. So Pete Richardson yeah. ended up going in over him. Okay, yeah. I gotta imagine next year. Now the one the one the one caveat is uh, the coach from Morgan State. I know is on the list in twenty twenty four. Hunt, I think Coach Hunt. Mm-hmm. Coach Hunt, yeah, who had some. I mean, he had a dominating er- uh, decade at Morgan State back in the forties. Uh, and of course, you know you got Rudy Hubbard in the in his time. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if Coach Hubbard, obviously being a finalist, you got to think that gets you a little closer to being inducted. So we we could have Coach Hubbard in next year. Uh, we'll we'll kind of we'll see we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for tonight. Good show, fellas. Good show. Um, I think we we powered through it. We made it through with some good interviews. Thank to uh, Victor Gaines and Henry Killer Lawrence. Hope you guys enjoyed the interviews. Uh, please make sure to uh, uh, follow, like, and subscribe everywhere that you can. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. Find the BCSN Pod Zone everywhere you listen and download the podcast. BCSN Pod Zone and uh, hit us up on uh the email ong strike zone at gmail.com let us know your nominations for the ong awards which hopefully we will be able to do next week so 
for Kelvin, for Marcus. I'm Brian. Uh, stay safe, stay cool, and put two two fingers up when 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 any one of those tigers come at you wrong and <laughs> strike, strike and strike again. Just just put them up. And get back, Tiger. Get back before you get struck. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. So, all right, guys, thanks for watching. Uh, wherever you're watching us, uh, you guys take care. Have a good night. God bless. And we are out. Peace.